And welcome back to episode 12 of Cheap Seats, the number one sports podcast produced by the WDBC Dragon Broadcasting Program. I got one person with me today, Anthony Schulte. Say what's up, Anthony. What's good, y'all? What's good? It's a pleasure to be back. So um, today is going to be the um, season nine finale. We'll have um, more details on that coming later in the show. We got some um, exciting news to say about that. Plus, we might be naming the brand new host of Cheap Seats. So that's gonna that's gonna be exciting. There there's a small possibility that it will fall through, but hopefully, um, what we say this episode will carry true into next into next season on who I at least want to be the um, host. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, let's t- let's hop into some NBA talk. Man, the um, Miami Heat Boston Celtics series that's been a great series so far. That one's tied up two to two. What has both teams been doing so far in that series to be able to tie the series up at two? See, it's been really a series of who can start off the game the best, who can get off to that that really good start. We saw in uh, Game Three, we saw the Heat. It was Miami, to, yeah. We, get, we saw the Heat get off to an incredible start. Boston couldn't do anything on the offensive end. Bam Adebayo had a career uh, a career defining night that night to lead. Uh, the, the Heat kind of choked in the end. They had they had a very commanding lead, and then fourth quarter they kind of let the, the Celtics get into it. Some injuries were, and then. Speaking of injuries, Paul Pierce times two happened. <laughs> Paul Pierce wheelchair incident par- times two happened. Marcus Smart and um, Jason Tatum. But I mean, Marcus Smart completely obliterated his ankle, and I, d- I didn't think he was going to be back in the series for for all that. And all of a sudden, he's coming back. Like I was like, that was that was scripted. That was then, that had to be. And scripted. then Jason Tatum with his shoulder. He came back well. Literally thirty seconds later, oh, yeah. he might have missed a minute or two of game time. Right, and he went. He went to the locker room, and it's like he went to the locker room, changed his shoes, and went back on. That that that's that's for how sure. that's how fast for sure. it, it took for. I mean, the doctors, the Celtic doctors, deserve a raise. Shot I mean, shot a queer zone, some ice, and you'll you'll be, <laughs> right. you'll be ready to go. Right, they threw some ice out on that shoulder and said, "Hey, you're this franchise. <laughs> you got to go play basketball right now and try to win us this game." Ultimately, it didn't. But and then we see. We see last night. We see just. I turned the game off in the, in the, in the third quarter. I waited for them to talk about the Pistons. It was a blowout. I waited for them to talk about the Pistons, and I shut that game off. That's but, right. Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes, Kate Cunningham, Isaiah Livers yeah. were all spotted at the um, Boston Celtics game. I got one question for you, Anthony. I know you were talking about this on Twitter, mm-hmm. but where was Sadiq Bay in that conversation? He has a seat in the owner's box of Celtics games. <laughs> he he's he's in the owner's box because he owns that franchise. No, I'm playing, but uh. No, but but seriously, um, I really like uh, Dwayne Casey taking the team, the young player, the <laughs> young stars, the team, the players that are gonna be what the Boston Celtics <laughs> are, hopefully in five or six years, taking them to see what a playoff game would be like in their home stadium. And what it will be like to finally host a playoff series in Detroit. But by the way, it'll be Boston times 20. Oh, yeah. I can guarantee you once Detroit finally hosts another series, as mm-hmm. if my mic could stay still, that would be awesome. Okay, I think, I think I'm it. good. I think it. I'm good. No, but going, going back to my point, when Detroit, it's the same thing with the Tigers, same thing with the Red Wings. Yeah. Heck, same thing with the Lions. No, we're not going to start this Lions hype train. I want to see them win three games. I want to see them go three and two. If if we no two and two, split the first four. If we could split the first four at least, then I'll start being. You know what? Maybe this thing could be a little bit some some in the future. But no, I'm not but going, my hopes up. going back to my point, the stadiums are going to be sold out. They're going to be rocking. <gasps> People are going to be excited to mm-hmm. finally have 
playoffs back in the city of Detroit. Oh, yeah. You saw how much hype there was around the Tigers. We'll get to mm-hmm. that in a little bit. Mm. But going back to my point, it's just going to be that hype for the Pistons. Oh, and yeah. don't get me wrong. Boston's fans are loyal. They're going to be amazing to the Celtics. The Celtics are an amazing team. I want the Celtics to win it all this year. Oh, really? I want. I want, I want. I'm not saying that's my pick. I'm oh, saying that's, that's who I want, I want I, to I, see I, win. What, what about the Celtics makes you want to see them win? I don't know. It's just something about the Celtics. It's something about... J- now, I'm not comparing Jason Tatum to Giannis Antetokounmpo, okay? Right. I'm not saying they're the same player. Mm-mm. Giannis is a better player. Oh, but there's sure. just something about Jason Tatum that... It's the same thing with Giannis last year, that you finally want to see him get a ring. Yeah. You finally want to see him have success in the NBA. And there's just so many players on the Celtics that you can love. You're um, Marcus Smart. You're... Um, Al Horford. Al Horford, Al who's Horford. been on the I love myself some, some big Al Horford. But then you, your point about seeing someone w- finally win a ring, I mean, you've got that all over the place right now in these in these, uh, in these finals match in these um, conference finals matchups. You got Luka Victor Dunn, Oladipo. Victor Oladipo, someone who's had terrible injury luck, terrible injury luck. A skilled player. You see it night in and night out right now for the Heat. He did a fa- he did a fantastic job stopping Marcus Smart mm-hmm. in g- Game Three. That was a big yes. reason why yes. the Heat were eventually able to hold on to that plus like twenty plus turnovers <laughs> by the Celtics. Right, right. But how many of those were caused by Victor Oladipo? There was a, there was a ton just from. Uh, I mean, I was I was watching it. At a at a party, I was watching the um, ooh yeah. Anthony Shelty party. It, it, now, it, it was it was, gentlemen. A, it was a 60th birthday party for my uncle. It's not really a big party, <laughs> but it was on the TV, and I was watching it like like briefly watching it in and out. And when I watched, it, I mean, all I saw was Victor Oladipo getting busy on defense, causing turnovers. Even if even if he wasn't the one stealing the ball, he was forcing him out of bounds. He yep. was forcing an errant pass. Yep. He was he was forcing and making the Celtics make tough decisions, and the Celtics couldn't make. It's those the same thing with Jason Tatum. When Jason Tatum is on, the Celtics are going to be one of the hottest teams in the NBA. They're going to be a hard team to beat. Jason Tatum could not buy a bucket Saturday night. Yeah. And I feel like that was one of the big reasons why. I remember I was over at a friend's house Saturday night. It was it was not a party. It was just <laughs> two, two people hanging out watching right, basketball. Right, right. But no, um, we, were, we were flipping on between the... Um, it was the Avalanche-St. Louis Blues game yep. and then the basketball game, the Celtics Heat. And when Jason Tatum went down, I said, and I basically said this, obviously you want him to be back. He's a, he's a huge piece for the Celtics. Yeah. But right at that moment, that was probably a good thing for the Celtics because you get someone else on the court that can help with spacing, that can mm-hmm. take shots because you clearly could see Jason K- mm-hmm. Tatum could not buy a bucket that night. And that was one of the big reasons why they were down 26. And you can't take Jason Tatum off the floor. You exactly. Even if he's, at, he's, he's a superstar. Yeah. He's like a Giannis Antetokounmpo or a LeBron James, someone that you can't. A uh, Steph Curry, for example, right. someone you cannot take off the Steph court. Steph Curry's had a lot of rough games, but my, I previously mentioned uh, the, the the conference finals just being littered with a bunch of like. Now they're finally yep. going to get their ring. Someone. I mean, you you look at the Warriors. You're like, oh well, Curry and Draymond and Clay, they all already have a ring. Jordan Poole. Let's th- let's think about it. Steph, would it be great for him to get another ring for his legacy? Yes. Clay Thompson, him yes. coming back from injury, seeing him get a ring after that injury and contributing well. That'd yes. Be fantastic. Draymond Green. Everybody loves Draymond Green. I'm a Michigan fan and I love Draymond Green because he went to state. 
I love state players. Jaron Jackson Jr., Xavier Tillman, Draymond Green, all these players that went to state. I love Cassius I love Winston. Cassius Winston, who well, is is he barely in the league? Is he, he's barely <laughs> on the, the Wizards. He's, he's barily on the Wizards. Right if you anyway, anyway, back back to your point. But I mean, you look at the Mavericks. You got Luka Doncic. You've got um, you've got Tim Hardaway Jr. You've got Reggie Bullock, who's one of my favorite Pistons when he was uh, here during his like 2015 to 2018 tenure. And you've got Boban Marjanovic on the on the Mavericks. You got Dorian Finney Smith, if I didn't mention him already. Those are all players that it's like, okay, that would be cool to see him get a ring. And then you go to the Eastern Conference and nobody has has really significantly won a ring over there. I mean, you think about it, Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. Jim, seeing Jimmy Butler get a ring would be amazing. That'd be it huge. Would, it would be But amazing. you also have the veteran leadership of Kyle Lowry. Yes, and I Kyle think Lowry. I think if the Heat are gonna be able to beat the Celtics. One of the big things that are going to help them is that a lot of their players. Now, don't get me wrong. The the um, Golden State Warriors obviously have a lot of championship experience. Mm-hmm. But if somehow Dallas is able to come back from what is it three zero? It's three zero. Three zero. If by really some rough. by some miracle Dallas is able to come back, who on that roster has championship experience? Nobody. That's why I would give the edge to Miami because you got players like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he made the championship in the bubble, but that's still NBA championship. Same with Bam Adebayo. Kyle Lowry won it with the um, Raptors mm-hmm. against against the um, it was against the Warriors. Warriors. Yes, yes, the Warriors. I I, I was gonna get there <laughs> eventually. Nah, but um, you I mean you look at you look at Kyle Lowry. You mentioned Kyle Lowry and. His impact on the Heat, yeah, the stats aren't saying nothing right now. The stats are saying he's washed up now. But, I mean, you look at the it's leadership. It's his veteran leadership. It, it's his presence in the locker room. It's it's like Udonis Haslam. Yeah. It's like you, it's, he's, oh, of course. He's like a better Udonis Haslam that actually plays and starts. He, he's there for his leadership. And the one thing that's going to carry the Heat over the Celtics right now in the latter end of that series is the leadership. I mean, look at, look at the Celtics. Who do they have? They have Al Horford. Al Horford played on the Hawks and the Celtics. In, in the playoffs. That's it. He, he hasn't been on really any quote-unquote championship teams. You look at you look at who, who else is on that Celtics roster that, that's Tatum been anywhere. Tatum hasn't been really anywhere. Tatum hasn't been anywhere. Smart hasn't been anywhere. Right. Brown hasn't been anywhere. Um, you look at their bench, I mean, Derek White, I mean, he was on. He had Pop as a coach, but that's really the closest thing they're getting, other yep. than Al Horford. You look at the Heat; they've got Jimmy Butler. He's been around the. He's been around the block a little bit. He's yep. been, he's been um, around a bunch of championship uh, locker rooms, players, a bunch of championship players. But he also played in the teams. championship. Yes, he did play against, against LeBron in yes. the bubble. He did, but the bubble is it's it's different. It's different the bubble compared to an actual. Oh, hundred percent, and that's why. You go back and you look at the bubble and you say, realistically, would the Lakers be able to win the championship that year if they were not in the bubble? My, my I'm bold take, no. Bold I was take, about no. to say the same thing. Because, I mean, you look at the Lakers... The Lakers were just playing basketball. They were just playing basketball. There was no, there was no, there was no crowd involved. There was no, there was no home court advantage involved. They're just playing basketball. But I mean, you that Heat crowd. I mean, Lakers fans are literally the most. Bo- that's the most boring stadium to go to is a Lakers game because it's. I mean, they they purposefully darken the the entire stadium. Nobody's really in, into it like that per se. But I mean, you look at the Heat fans. I mean, they're white out. They're all up, they're loud. They're the, the heat atmosphere is a better atmosphere than a Lakers atmosphere, and that's why I think that's the heat what been. I really think. Why the Raptors had a big edge against the Warriors as well that year? Yeah. It was that it was that atmosphere. Same thing with Boston, and honestly, Boston too. You mentioned atmosphere. 
Boston's got a great championship atmosphere yep. to it. Those fans want another championship to come back to the to the Bean City. I mean, even I was sitting in my in my in my room and I was watching the the, the game last night and I was like, the game it's a twenty point game and I'm still the fans are so loud. Like oh, if I'm course. saying the fans are really loud during a blowout, that just speaks to how their 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 crowd is, especially during a playoff game. Moving on, I want to touch on the NBA draft a little bit. Mm. We officially got the order. We officially got the order last week. It will be the Magic, followed by the Thunder, Thunder at two, Rockets at three, Kings at four, jumping, leapfrogging the Pistons, who landed at five, mm-hmm. Pacers, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Spurs, Wizards, round out the top ten, followed by the Knickerbockers, the Knicks that made the playoffs last year, yep. falling back into the lottery. Who do you see going number one? Going number one. Now, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, they need Chet Holmgren. No, 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 no. They need Jabari Smith. They need they need scoring from all over the place, especially at that four, right? You got you got your center in Wendell Carter, right? You play Jonathan Isaac at the three. You've got, um, I mean, do you toss Franz Wagner at the two? Maybe. Who knows? They can do so much with this lineup. And then, of course, you've got, um, you got Cole Anthony at the one. Who else does the Magic have? They have um, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner off the bench. They have Franz Wagner. They have Jalen Suggs, who we don't know what he could be. He'll be, realistically, if he makes a jump, he could start at two or three as well next year. Right, and you even got Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba had a great end of the season last year. We knew you were about to sing that song, Derek. We knew you were about to sing that song. What do you mean? The Mo Bamba song. Anyways. I don't know what you're talking about. if If they're picking another strictly center... Because I don't see Chet Holmgren surviving at the four with how much athleticism is at that four, especially Paolo Banchero. And Paolo Banchero, I mean, he's just defense. I mean, offensively, he's great. Defensively, it's it's lackluster. Chet Holmgren, look at that perimeter defense. You can't play him at the four. Giannis is going to take him from the perimeter and just yam it on whoever guard yeah. is sitting down there. He he can only play the five right now until he improves his defense. And what the Magic need is Jabari Smith or. Bold statement, trade down and pick a guard like Shaden Sharp or Jaden Ivey. I know who you want, would want to take over the number one pick. Well, yes, of course, I want to whatever. But I'm saying from a basketball standpoint, I could also see him doing that. Getting more assets, getting a player that – because, like, let's face it, they're not running the There's a lot of talk about the Pistons doing that last year, right. trading down and, not, and getting, like, a Franz Wagner mm-hmm. or someone like that. And, like, I mean, the, fir- the first-round pick's not, not a, a top-tier prize this offseason, like it was last season. The Kay top- Cunningham, Jalen Green. The, 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 the top of the draft last season is eons above where the top of the draft this year is. It's, it was guard-heavy last year, and now it's big-heavy. But these bigs, there's so, much, there's so much they need to improve on, each of them. Each, I mean, Jabari Smith is the most well-rounded, but, I mean, he still has to improve a little bit of the defense. He still needs to improve a little bit of the shooting. He's not the, no, there's no complete player. Kate Cunningham, yeah, he's not a complete player, but he's the most complete player we've seen in a long time. In a long time, he's one of the most complete players we've seen. But Evan Mobley, um, same, same thing, Scotty Burns. Right. That's the name I was trying to think of, Scotty Burns. I mean, the, the, the draft last year was so low to the top, and now this year it's like you're not, you wouldn't be mad at trading the first pick. I wasn't mad at not getting a top three pick because I'm looking at this draft, Pistons, from the Pistons standpoint, we fall to five. Look who's picking in front of us, the Sacramento Kings. Last time the Sacramento Kings were in the lottery, guess who they took? He's out Piston right now. Marvin, Marvin Bagley III. Third. Guess who was still on the board? The Kings had the second pick. DeAndre Ayton was picked first. That was another mistake. 
who was picked first was DeAndre Ayton. They picked Bagley second, who was still on the board. Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic Trae and Young. Trae Young. Luka Doncic and Trey Young, who are both better than by the Ayton way and Bagley. By the way, Luka Doncic trying to survive going to the championship series. Right. The Hawks, if they have a big offseason, they will be cha- right. championship contenders next exactly. year. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you, you have these players. The Kings cannot. The Kings are a terrible front office. Let's just get that clear. They traded for Demonis Sabonis, someone that they didn't need. Someone that they did, they don't they don't need Demonis Sabonis. He's good, but trading Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, bunch of picks. To, why would you give up that much for Demonis Sabonis, who does not line up with your with your timetable? Because they wanted to, and they, they could. They, it's because they they're trying to win, and they're not a, they don't have a winning team. So having them pick in front of you is perfect because who they could pick Keegan Murray, they could trade the pick, they could in. in Worst case scenario, they pick either Ivy or Sharp. And me personally, I love both of them. I love Sharp's game. Sharp reminds me of a Jalen Green type of player. He can play the two. He's a fancy finisher. He can shoot the lights out, and he plays incredible defense. Jalen Green's still working on the defense, but he brings defense. Shaden Sharp. Jay Nivey, however, reminds me he isn't this type of he isn't he isn't this player. He's this type of player, John Morant. He gives you athleticism. He can he has the some beautiful finishes. He could play kind of a little bit of defense, and he can kind of shoot. If if we had the choice of either one of them, it depends on how their visit goes with the Pistons. It depends on how the visit goes. If Shaden Sharp shows more to our off or to our our GM Troy Weaver, trust in Troy. We're we're, we're going to trust in Troy. But also, you have the possibility of possibly trading down. I don't see the Pistons trading down because they need this top two. They, they need a top five pick this year. They need one. Okay, how about this? I've seen trade rumors trading for the eighth Jeremy overall Grant. pick to the Pelicans plus Jeremy Grant mm, no. for the eighth overall pick. Why not? Because the, we're not getting Jabari Smith Jr. I, I, I was down with trading Jeremy Grant when we were going to get someone that was going to end up being better in two years than Jeremy Grant. Right now, looking at our roster and looking, we're going to pick a guard. All right. We're going to have Kate at the one, Shaden or Ivy at the two, Sadiq at the three, Jeremy at the four, and we're going to go after Aiton for the five. If we don't get Aiton for the five, we're going to have to settle for Stewart. And hopefully he can play that small ball that the Golden State Warriors are, are enjoying the fruits of uh, Draymond Green's center labor. But if, we, if, if the Pistons can get DeAndre Aiton, they draft Shaden Sharp or, or Jaden Ivy. They keep Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's not a bad player, especially at the end of the year. He's not. He had the only reason he wasn't traded at the deadline was because of the injury mm-hmm. and whatnot. And Troy, like you said, trust in Troy. Troy didn't see any trade package right. that he liked. Remember, Troy Weaver's the one that just traded for Mar- Marvin Bagley. Mm-hmm. He traded. He traded Marvin. I can't Bagley even for remember a couple, who, for a bag of potato chips. I can't even remember who he gave up in that trade. Trey Lyles and Josh Jackson. That's the point. I couldn't even remember who exactly. he gave up. It was no one. We, Trey Lyles was going to be a journeyman. Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson's going to be out of the league in two years. I'm exactly. Sorry. And and Marvin Bagley is showing something this year. And it's like this was his like yeah I was the second pick for a reason, right? I'm not Luka Doncic. No, but no, but he's going to be compared. No one's going to be Luka Doncic. He's going to be he's going to be the guy. Don't get me wrong. I think Marvin Bagley is going to have a good career, but mm-hmm. he's going to be the guy that's it's like a um. I can't think of his name right now. 2003 Pistons pick. Darko. Darko Miller. He's, he's not be, as bad as Darko. No, man. no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Game. Hear me out. The Pistons, oh, are known, saying, yeah. the Pistons are known for passing up Carmelo yeah. Anthony, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade to pick 
Darko Milicic. Yep. The Kings p- picked Marvin Bagley instead of Trey Young, Luka Doncic, who are right. by the way both going to be championship winners in their mm-hmm. career. That's going to be. N- I see the. Co- I see the. I'm not saying Marvin Bagley is going to yeah, be Darko right, Milicic, right, right, yeah. but you see the comparison there. I see, I see the comparison and situation there, and I mean the Pistons. If we can get Deion, which the Suns already said, hey, at the beginning of the year, we're not maxing you. We don't feel like you're valuable enough to max. The, the Pistons, Pistons will real. max him. Troy Weaver wants to win. He's tired of losing. I'm tired of losing, frankly. Troy Weaver's tired of losing. He said that, I mean, what I was saying about Jeremy Grant, too, he was missing missing a bunch of shots. He was taking contested shots, terrible shots. At the end of the year, post-All-Star break, he's averaging more assists, less points, but better efficiency. He's taking smarter shots, passing the ball more, and I have a feeling Kate Cunningham and his team and then Troy Weaver and his team sat down with Jeremy and be like, look, you need to take less shots, take smarter shots. We'll get you open shots. Don't worry about that. Pass the ball more. Play into our system. Don't try to prove anything anymore. You already proved yourself. All right, we're going to give you money. He probably listened to that. And then look, he played great at the end of the year, barring some injuries. We get DeAndre Ayton. We draft Shaden Sharper, uh, Jay Nivey. We get a couple... Um, we get, we get a couple more pieces. Maybe we trade off Kelly Olynyk's contract so we can re-sign Marvin Bagley. And then we're looking at a roster of Cade Cunningham, Shane Sharp, Jay Nivey, Sadiq Bey, Jeremy Grant, DeAndre, and off the bench you got Killian Hayes who still hasn't even played 100 NBA games yet. Frank Jackson who is just, I call him the Mormon monster because he can light it up when he needs to light it up. Hami Diallo, who is just a spark plug that any team, any championship team needs off the bench. You got Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart, and then you got the G League guys that come in and out in case of injury. Luka Garza, Saban Lee, um, Jamorco Pickett. You've got all those You got all those players to play the end of your bench, to go into the G League, have a couple good games, and then call them up. If not going to win, there's not. God forbid there's, there's an injury. But if there's an injury... We could bring them right up, and they could play serviceable minutes. So if we could get, if if all that can fall in the line, the Pistons will be a playoff team, and I'm saying that right now, the Pistons will be a playoff team. Mark your calendars: May 24th, 2022, 3:23 p.m. Anthony Shelty with the bold prediction. Yep. And then and, and I'll, I'm sticking with that. And play and play in counts too. If they're a playing team, I'll count. I'll that count too. that as a playoff too. Because for the Pistons to go from two top five picks. To play in or play off, they'll be is, this year's version of the Chicago Bulls. No, they'll be they'll be this year's version of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, that's a that's a better comparison. Yeah. The Cleveland Cavaliers next year. You get into the play in or the sixth seed. And Moving on, let's talk about a little bit of some NFL. NFL, all right. The NFL 2022-23 schedule has officially been released. Mm-hmm. The season will open September eighth, eight twenty p.m. When my Buffalo Bills get embarrassed, like, completely <laughs> obliterated <laughs> by the defending Super Bowl champions, the L.A. Rams. It'll be Von, Rams. It'll be Von Miller's return to L.A. the first time he will be at SoFi Stadium since winning the Super Bowl with the Rams. And I, I can't wait for that game. I, I, I just, I just want to see the, Ram, the, the, the Bills get annihilated by the Rams. And I, I just want to see your I reaction. hate you, too. I hate you, I, too. I, I, I want to see your reaction. That's going to be gold. The other Super Bowl team, the Cincinnati Bengals, will be Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m., mm-hmm. hosting the Baby Hands quarterback himself, Kenny Pickett, <laughs> as a Pittsburgh Steel will make his first ever trip to Houday Nation. I probably said I probably 100% butchered that name, but he will be playing the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. 
Big Boy Slay makes his return to Detroit as the Philadelphia Eagles comes into Ford Field to visit the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Some other again. notable names. The Washington Commanders make their first ever appearance. Carson Wentz and that let's be honest, ugly uniform. Mm-hmm. What what mm-hmm. what did Washington do with their uniform? Washington you know is the worst <laughs> NFL and the Lions exist. Matches, Washington is the worst NFL team. You know that matches Franchise. FedEx Field. It matches FedEx Field though. Fe- FedEx Field they're getting a new stadium. They just they just bought land for a new stadium. That 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 just came out. They bought a hundred hundred million dollars worth of land for a new stadium, which is long overdue. But they need to change their name again. They need to relocate to another city. What would you change it to? Relocate to another city and change and make it make it a name based off that city. Why are you the command bye bye, the commanders? At least commander make your, in chief. At least, at, the at, president lives in Washington D.C. Commander least make, in chief. Okay, make your colors red, white, and blue. Why are they still that ugly, ugly yellow and <laughs> ugly maroon color? Of the what do you have against maroon? It's not nothing against maroon. It's against yellow and maroon. Anyway, going back to the schedule, week one will wrap up with the greatest Denver Bronco to ever touch a football. Yes, that is right. I'm talking about Drew Locke. He will make his first appearance in a Seattle Seahawks uniform at home, hosting his former team, the Denver Broncos, Monday Night Football at 8.15 p.m. That's going to be a good game, seeing, seeing Russ Wilson go back up. Oh, yeah, to, Russ uh, Wilson makes his first return back, to, back Seattle. to Seattle. That's, that's going to be a, a, good, um, a, good, a good old little game right there to wrap up week one. Sunday Night Football will have a rematch at Thursday Night Week 1 last year as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott... Too. Against the formerly retired <laughs> Tom Brady, the the, the the one day retired Tom Brady. By the way, the MLB lockout lasted longer than Tom Brady's retirement. The lockout was ninety three oh. days. Tom Brady's retirement forty days. Man, I mean Tom Brady, what a legend! What a what a living legend Tom Brady is. You know, Tom Brady, if you're listening to this, we love you, and we would hook us up. We would love to get you on cheap seats. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come 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 join the podcast. Who was the um oh who was the Tennessee Volunteers? They got in sweet seats. Oh man. I can't uh, I can't think of his name. Yeah, I can't either. You know who I'm talking about, yep. right? I know exactly who you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay, right? we're not ending this podcast until I figure it out. So you can rant about the pistons some more. Rant about the pistons. There's not much to rant about. I mean, I'm I'm really happy with last night and uh the the, the Dwayne Casey bringing the team and Sadiq Bay. You know why? And I know why he wasn't there. It's probably because he didn't need to go there. He played at Villanova. He played in big game situations. Let's take a look at Kate Cunning. He went to Oklahoma State. Kent Gilbert. Kent Gilbert. Kent Gilbert. We got Kent Gilbert on the team, so we can or on the podcast. We can get Tom Brady. Right. Oh, Kent Gilbert. How did I forget that Kent name? Gilbert. That's legendary. How you doing that? <laughs> With that being said, that will wrap up season nine. Of cheap seats, man. What what a two years it's been for me. Mm-hmm. You ready to hear the big news? What is the big news, Derek Steele? So, we officially, hopefully, have named the host of the Cheap Seats podcast, the number one podcast produced by the the number one sports podcast produced mm-hmm. by the WDBC Dragon Broadcasting Program. <laughs> This man is sitting right next to me. The host will be the one and only Anthony Schulte. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Live and in the flesh. Um, I'm, 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 just, I'm very excited to get this going, get the ball rolling on this. 
and no he will not intended. be talking about the Pistons every oh, episode. Oh, the Pistons will be talked about. Not every, 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 not not every, every episode, episode, but when some happens, when the Pistons are on a 15-game winning streak and they're looked at as the best team in the league, I'm getting ahead of myself. Or a 15-game losing streak. It could go either way. But uh, <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, 15-game winning streak, then followed by a 15-game exactly, losing streak. It will be 15-15. Anyways, and no, I'm I'm really excited to get going and uh, take upon this opportunity to talk about more than just the Pistons. There's more to sports than just the Pistons. I know. Mark that down on your calendars. 3.29 p.m. on May 24th, 2022. Anthony Schulte said there's more than just the Pistons. There is. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited, and um, I'm, I'm excited to get going. I'm excited to get going. Now, see, on all, all jokes put aside, mm-hmm. As soon as I found Anthony was going to be out in this class, as soon as I found that out back in, what was it, like February? March. 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 March, Somewhere around there. I knew exactly who I wanted to take over the podcast. Um, He did a great job on Sweet Seats. I saw everything he did with Sweet Seats. So I'm really excited to have him on. And hopefully um, we'll get some really cool guests on next year. Mm -hmm. I know I've given you contacts to a lot of people. Yep, yep. And, yeah, um, with that being said, that will wrap up Season 9 of Cheap Seats. I want to thank the one and only Anthony Schulte for being on with me today. It's my privilege. My privilege. Thank you, Derek. It's been a great conversation. And we'll see everyone next season. I I forgot to unmute the music. (laughs) I forgot to unmute the music. That's the end of the season. That's the end of the season, boys. That's the end of the season. That's how I will forever be known. We'll see y'all later.